Today is Saturday, July 25th, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and tonight a friend of Medjugorje is going to be sharing with us insight to the message that we received earlier today through Maria. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. How is it that we can understand the message of Our Lady, December 25th, 2008, which was just yesterday, but light years from where we are in the situations that we find the world in, ourselves in, our own cities are in. Our Lady said then, these few short years ago, you're running, working, gathering, but without blessing. If you don't have a blessing of God, then he's not following your work and making it work or produce the fruit it should. We see a society today without fruitation. She continued, you're not praying. Today I call you to stop in front of the manger and to meditate on Jesus. If we all had done that just in 2008, we wouldn't be where we are right now. But we didn't. She continues, Whom I give you today also to bless you and to help you comprehend that without him you have no future. Those who are reflecting, those who are thoughtful, those who are really looking at the culture, praying and looking at the world, or yes, everybody's frightful of the things that's taking place. But they think, we'll get through it, we'll get over it. The world always has. There's something different. There's something in the air. You can feel it, even if you're a non-believer. Something is amiss. You're running, working, gathering, but with that blessing, meaning you're going a path that you're going to end up way off the course you need to be on, that God's protection can be over you, that her mantle can drape you. And there's a big division happening, a big separation. And that's our call for you to decide which side you're going to be in, light or dark, choosing evil or good. And many people don't even realize they're having to make a choice. They do it by the action because they're so busy running, working, and gathering, they take little notice. It's amazing how uninformed so many people are, thinking they're connected by the media or the news and keeping up with things, that they're in the know. They're in an unknown land, an unknown minefield, not realize what they're walking through is going to blow up. We're in trouble. And we're in trouble because we know the Virgin Mary's apparitions every day for 34 years, speak to us that all the things on the home front is not good. And so she came today and gave us messages piling up for 34 years that each month gives us medicine for the nations, clear as crystal, to find our way through to the future. 
Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's July 25th, 2015 Monthly Message to the World. Dear children, with joy I am with you also today, and I call all of you, little children, pray, 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 so as to comprehend the love which I have for you. My love is stronger than evil, little children. Therefore, draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God. Without God, little children, you do not have a future. You do not have hope or salvation. Therefore, leave evil and choose good. I am with you, and with you I intercede before God for all of your needs. Thank you for having responded to my call. In the message today, I'm just reading through the message earlier today and now. I kind of cringe a little bit when I think about how this message is going to be spoken about by other people, our ladies' children, and how there may just be a lot of nothing said about this message. And... What I guess my question is, is what to you stood out as the strongest, most important point of this message? Or let me rephrase that. The first time you read this message, what was the first thing that stood out to you? There are two things. The first thing is my love is stronger than evil. Because by all appearance on the world today, we know who rules it. By everything that happens to us, everything in the news and in the media, every our surroundings, those things were even in our hometown, even two hours from here in Chattanooga, in Tennessee, from Alabama, or from our place here, two hours we can be in Chattanooga, we see a great evil took place. And so it gives the appearance of the blowfish that puffs itself up that we're overwhelmed by it. You have to look at who it is that says, I am with you today to understand she's the greatest creature in heaven. And if you put it in an equation matter of mathematics, her versus all the angels, not that she's against them, but put her on one side of the scale, put all the other angels on the scale, everybody's in heaven, Abraham, Moses, all the greats, Elijah, everybody else with all the angels on the scale does not outweigh her importance in front of the Trinity. In fact, there's nobody else in heaven that is as pure as she is. And I would say that even with the angels. So we ought to understand who's been sent to the earth and why she's been sent to the earth is because of her purity and her obedience. Of all the people ever been born, nobody comes close to her. The only one that's close to her is Jesus. But you know what? She stayed immaculate. Even Jesus didn't. Is that heresy? Yes, if you take it forwards the way I just said it. But Jesus said, punish me, God. I'm taking the sins on me as if I did them. And while he wasn't stained in my committing them, he took these sins on himself. And so Our Lady is the only creature that's been born through the human flesh that has gone through this passage like no one else or no one equal to. No, she's not about Jesus. Jesus was God. But he took those sins on himself. That's what he came for. There was a king whose son once committed a a crime that was punishable in the kingdom that his eyes would be seared out, the sons. When the king found out, he regretfully, or not regretfully, he regretted this penalty, because he didn't want his son to have to go through this. He didn't want to have to go blind. And what he decided to do after some thought and reflection, he found a loophole around it. What he did for his son, he allowed one of his eyes to be seared and then one of the son's eyes to be seared so they could keep sight. This is love. And this story, incredibly, shows what a father would do even though king, and what Jesus did for us, taking the sins on, the king suffered for that. 
But the people accepted this, that it was complied with the law, or the punishment deserved, that the son got to still see and keep one eye. And so Jesus took this on himself, all for us. But Our Lady is the one person who made this passage without that stain. And so when she's coming every day to tell us, my love is stronger than evil, this is a striking statement. She says she will triumph. How? We don't know. But we do know if we do what she says, she will. And that's pray, fasting, give everything over to her, and choose to leave evil and then choose good. Because we're all touched. There's nobody living on the earth today that's not touched by the massive expression of a satanic infestation of the mind through electronics, through modernism, through the way we live, through the way we think. We're all touched from the clergy, from the Holy Father all the way down to the peasant, the lowest person on earth. We have missing a key ingredient to live a life that's protected. And we don't deserve it. And so that's why she says she comes here to give to us the life of holiness to show that everything works out from there. If you live my statutes, you will dwell in the land. There's a connection to that. If you do these things, that happens automatically. You don't have to worry about the past. You don't have to worry what you've done. I doesn't want you to pass this time here, by. Our Lady says, do not waste time. She is every day bringing the answer, even when she don't give a message. When you get on your knees, your life is half over. You realize this. You see it's but a blink. Our Lady's talked about that. Life is not but a blink. And once you realize it's half over, you'll be looking over your past, over the pieces that you dropped. That's what happens when conversion begins. A new life starts. And wherever that would be in conversion, your other life is half past. All you have to do is pray and say, God, please help me.
I was looking at the message today. Two phrases Our Lady said in particular, draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God and therefore leave evil and choose good. I had a mental picture of the game tug of war come to mind of the two parties that are fighting against each other to pull the one party over to their side, whoever is successful, wins the game. And then another game, childhood game of hot and cold when you're blindfolded and you have a person that you're supposed to find and all your other teammates are saying, you're hot if you get closer and closer to the right object or you're cold, you're really cold. So everybody remembers that game. And when we think of... The August 2nd message where a lady saying a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. We know that these games don't show the gravity of our situation. They're childhood games. And yet, our lady in the message today, three times she says the words, little children. Three separate times she said this. And you've always said, starting back when you first wrote understanding are these messages that to you little children she's saying be like that two-year-old who will believe that you can fly if your dad says you can fly and so we know we're looking at real bad evils in our world today but is our lady coming today speaking of joy saying little children because that's how she wants us to approach the evils of our day. Just believe, you may not be able to see it, but my love is stronger than evil. Be that two-year-old. Be that little child that will believe me. So what's your question? (laughs) Is that what you think of the message? Well, in essence, what you're saying is, how do the angels rejoice? When, When they rejoice... What are they doing in heaven? Are, are they laughing? Are they clapping? Are they happening or jumping up and down? I know Maria has told us when the angels appear with her and she's happy, they're floating their wings very rapidly. They're, they see this excitement. So there has to be some kind of heavenly excitement in heaven. And so when we get a message August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human soldier at stake. Is heaven not watching and looking down? And hell not looking up and seeing what's going on. So the struggle is what man's always gone through from the very beginning. And we express these struggles through sports events. And so we sit there and think, okay, so when angels rejoice and we got these games you're talking about, the kids play, it's in the very nature of victory of, of children or doing this. Whatever you're doing, it's always a competition. And of course, there's a competition for souls. Is Satan going to grab him or is heaven going to grab him? But there's a key ingredient is to see that, that the victory came in the Colosseum when they never betrayed Christ and they died. That this brought happiness, even amidst that terrible things and the terrible acts that took place. And heaven, because a soul was snatched from Satan, if they repented, they didn't become an apostate. And, and they booed when he became apostate and lost his soul, denying the Christ. I'm not saying literally, but they were disappointed. But one thing we can hinge all this on on is one part of the scripture that says, all of heaven rejoices over the return of one sinner or a conversion of a sinner. Can you imagine a stadium as big as heaven? Everybody's rejoicing for one player in the game that caught the ball and took off with it and ran up to heaven with it. It's an incredible thing. They're watching us. They're looking at this great struggle. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. And so we're in a fight. We have to fight. If we don't fight, we lose. We fight by fasting. We fight by not giving in to the flesh. We fight by living God's statutes and his commandments when everybody else doesn't want to and they don't 
abide by them and don't believe in them. And so our lady's call says, you choose which team you're going to be on. Leave the evil side, come to the good side because we're fighting with them and we're back and forth. The weapons to fight is different. The rosary, love, patience, and to give your life for another and give your life for Christ if they take it. The victories come just the opposite of the mentalities of what we might think, what victory is. Our Lady's teaching us. She's coaching us. She's training us. She's she's giving us the, the spiritual exercises exercises to come to the big battle that's coming. There's three secrets coming. we got to have our souls in condition that we're going to weather the storm. She repeatedly talks about cognition, telling us what to do. So you have to have a fight song. You have to take your life back. You have to turn the power on through prayer. Once you start right now and be strong, and you think of that fight song, you think of your fight prayer, these things will give you the strength that you don't really care about your life. You care about God first, not yourself. And that will give you a lot more fight in you to continue. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves into motion Like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match But I can make an explosion And all those things I did today our lady said without god little children you do not have a future then later on in the message our lady said i intercede before god for all your needs interestingly i don't know if our lady's ever said that before i know she said intercede before god for your intentions etc but 
for her to say for your needs and then referring about the future, I can't help but think about you've got preppers out there and all these people who are worried and, and everything that has to do with the future and they're doing all these physical things. But do you think that there's a physical implication in what Our Lady is saying in the message today? It's not just a spiritual thing. You think that's a, it, it's a physical thing too? It's both. It's certainly saying that. I am with you and I am with you, with you, I intercede before God for all your needs. She's not just saying I'm interceding for you. You say something. I'm with you on your knees. I'm praying beside you. And by being beside you, asking God what you're asking God on your behalf. This correlates to a message she gave years ago. It says, all your prayers are going to help you through me. She said again after that, that your prayers through my heart will help you. So we mumble jumble. We lose attention span. We start wandering off the things that we don't have. She says, give me your prayers. And once your prayer goes through her heart, then what can you do? People pay lobbyists to go to Congress or to your state legislature or whoever else. You might go to a teacher. You might send somebody else because you don't have a confidence in yourself. You send somebody to lobby for you. You hire an attorney to go before the judge instead of doing it yourself. Our lady is our lobby. She's the greatest lobbyist there for our behalf. And so now she moves to a new efficacy, a new revelation of her power that we believe is growing day by day with the blessings that she brings back to the earth from the day before everybody prayed that today when she gets our prayers and goes back up to heaven, she's got more influence in front of God because she's finding people in Sodom. Abraham couldn't do it. Find me 50, find me 40, find me down to 10. You can't find them, boom, it's gone. She's doing something, but she's doing it in a way that the world's not going to be completely left unscratched. She wants us to go through the purification, choosing evil to have future. And if we lose our life in this life, even through the purification, we have future in God. But it's an interesting thing because that was the second thing when you said earlier, what was the thing that struck me was my love is stronger than evil. And the other thing was before God for all your needs, she's with us asking for the same things we're asking. And yes, that's physical because we're to enter into a new way of life. We're not to continue in the system as it is. It's a corrupt system. We need to change our direction. We need to get the means of taking care of our own needs, not from the grocery store, but from our ground to our mouth as quickly as possible. But not like preppers. They're mistranslating the, the solution. They're right in their incentive and motivation that something's wrong and we better get ready for this is going to happen. But the squirrel gathers the nuts for the winter not because he's being a prepper. It's the way of life. We can goods, we do this, we have our cattle, we have our pigs, we do whatever we, whatever we do. Because that's the way God wants us to live. All across France I spoke. It was godless to a large extent until I got to Brittany. And in Brittany it's the farming region. Why is it everywhere you go, the most rural places is the closest to God? Because they have to depend on God for their care. They have to depend on their needs to make sure the crops are going to come back, or the fruit, they have everything there. But they live a good life. They live a wholesome life. The granary life is ordained to be in man's very core from Genesis 3.15. By the sweat of your brow you shall eat. When you try to get away from that, you run from that, and you become what Cain is, who's the father of the city, to grow the cities, then you become more murderers, just like he was. And I mean murderers, not less than going and killing people, but killing your own soul, because the night lights and the, and the things that happen in the city and all the life and the flesh and everything goes on with it. You're away from the soil, which tames the flesh, which speaks of creation. Romans says there's no excuse not to be a believer because there's no realities in God's in the in nature that proves His existence. You're not excused not even to be a believer. You have mercy. God will take that into account when he, when he has to judge you for your ignorance or because you was raised in a dysfunctional family. You never knew the love of God. All those factors, we can't judge how you're going to end up. But all I'm saying is Scripture doesn't excuse you for it. You're still held accountable. How much? Too much is given, much is expected. I'm held accountable more than you are as a non-believer, as a believer that I am. Because my sin, I know not to. You may not know that. Or you may be just going through conversion. And so, when Our Lady says, I am with you, and with you, I intercede before God for all your needs. You can bet and take it to the bank that what you're asking for, 
She'll sort it out. She'll show you this isn't to be. This is to be. And so this is incredible. We've got the greatest lobbyist above all the angels, Archangel Michael, in front of God. She promised that in the field. Thanksgiving Day, the only day in this country given to America to give thanksgiving to God the Father. She chose that day to come from the bedroom and said she'd appear out there by the tree and said, I will... I live my messages. I am here to help you. I will intercede before God for all your intentions. That's why people go to the field. They lay those intentions before God. We hear people over and over telling about these miracles. We hear miracles in the bedroom where the conversions take place to many people. Many people are born there and reborn. And so we're in a wonderful time, a time of joy. With joy, I am with you because she's gaining influence. And her love will prevail over evil, even if you're killed by it. How do I say that? Because Scripture says it. Don't worry about what you're to say before you haul before the assembly. I'll give you the words. They won't harm a hair on your head, even if they take your life. It's almost humorous. But you can go to death with the joy of whatever is to be and whatever is to come. And so it is that we have now a greater need to ask God for needs with Our Lady. John Adams said, Liberty cannot be preserved without a general knowledge among the people. We must know our beginnings to determine our future. If we do not, others will determine it. Knowing the past certainly helps us to know the future. But do we ever stop to think about the spiritual beginnings of our nation? Do we see the sacred bond that existed between our fathers and our Heavenly Father? Now is the time in which we must teach our children and our grandchildren, lest we lose the dream of our fathers. Sacred Bond, a moving audio presentation that will inspire you in the dream of our fathers, their faith, and their way of life. Sacred Bond, Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. America the beautiful, may God thy gold refine, till all success be nobleness and every gain divine. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Step out in the bright sunshine Follow your heart And remember any time You can always come home When I was young My daddy said to me The very same words 
And I took those words with me When I was afraid I'd pull them out and think Just how much they mean to me You can always come home There is nothing you've ever done. There is nobody who's ever lived. There's no Hitler that's killed millions of people that cannot come home. It's real simple. Jesus is your future. And that's the whole sum of the messages of 34 years. And that's her call. Leave evil and choose good. And yes, Hitler in his dying breath could have done the same. And we don't even have the right to judge him. That's all reserved only for God. So don't think, no matter what you've done in your life, how much you've messed up, how much you are overwhelmed by your past and all the pieces you've left behind, that you can't come home. We've spoken before about Mariana asking her lady about abortion. Our lady immediately showed how easy it is to come home. She says, every sin can be forgiven. Incredible. She made no big deal out of it. Every sin can be forgiven. And then she turns around and shows the gravity of the sin. She welcomes this person who's done this in her embrace. Every sin can be forgiven, but this sin must be atoned for for the rest of your life. Is that not amazing? And yet, is that not welcoming? Is that not showing that my love is stronger than evil? Going to that part of the message again, my love is stronger than evil. Little children, therefore draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God. Another picture of that is the Coptic Egyptians that were martyred and it came out that the wives of those husbands that were killed who got a hold of the the video or I, I don't know the whole story, just someone was telling me this, but they hearing the moment of their husband's martyrdom began to rejoice because they heard their their husbands all yelling out the name of Jesus. And so they knew that they had been faithful to the end. And that was a cause of great rejoicing. They, they said this was really moving to see these Egyptian wives in this way, which is a picture of love is stronger than evil. Feel the joy in God. My question to you is can you share a personal story or experience in which you felt the strength of Our Lady's love when you were facing some evil that turned into the feeling of joy in God? It doesn't have to be maybe a huge thing, one of the major things in your life. It could maybe be a small thing. But if you'd have one one experience that you might be able to think of off the cuff. Well, my geometry teacher told me you've made two Fs the first and second semester, and you will not pass. And I goofed off and played, and I worked and made two A's and passed. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that wasn't a great evil, but it was evil to me because I didn't want to stay in school any longer than I had to, but I wanted to play. But on a more serious note, maybe it's too intimate to say some of those things. I'm not doing what I'm doing without some intimacy with Our Lady. And so, I'd have to reflect a long time what I could say. I could say, that through the general persecution of evil, evil-minded people who are peers in the Medjugorje world, who have done everything they can to undermine my work and what I do and what I stand for, is an evil. You know, to slander somebody is murder. And I forgive, and I accept that. But Our Lady's come back with something where her love has been shown so great and so beautiful that it's... It marks you. It marks you in a way that it was worth it. Bring on the persecution. Bring on the undermining. Bring on the stopping of everything they can do to stop this mission, stop your work. Say heinous things about you. Because when you rob a man of his reputation, it is held biblically as the same as murder. So how have I looked at it? Love my enemy. And those enemies are right there in Medjugorje. We had a confrontation with somebody or some of our people in Medjugorje this week with that saying all we do this is for this, and we give away more than anybody in Medjugorje. So we don't try to defend that. We don't go public about it. But we had the consolation 
of these intimacies where Our Lady fights that. One of them, one of the most beautiful times we've ever had with Our Lady was on the beach. I'll never forget that feeling of Maria and most of the community going down to Florida in a hidden out house that we rented in the middle of nowhere in Cape San Blas. We got there. We arrived where the sun's setting. It's beautiful sunsets straight out in the ocean. Incredible sunsets. In fact, Cape San Blas is named as the top 10, one of the top 10 beaches in the world. And the scenery and the way it is, it's, it's incredible, very isolated. So here we are in a caravan, probably about seven, eight cars. Apparition time's coming up, and we have the apparition. We're not going to make it to the beach house, but we're on the beach. We just turned right into it. I pulled over and said, Maria, we've got to have pray for the apparition. We climb over riprap rocks. We almost kill ourselves doing that. We get on the sand, and we see the sun setting, and Our Lady appears. And it was so exciting to be there with Our Lady. And we were so rushed to make sure we were on our knees instead of staying in the car for that apparition that Our Lady appeared happy. And then she told Maria, she said, on that beach, she said, when you pray, she said, now that you're on vacation, when you pray, I will come. That set a scenario for the next six or seven days that was incredible because we could sit there and not try to meet a time, but we could come in at 12 o'clock. We picked sea oats. We did this. We made flowers. We made the girls put bows in their hair. Every day we did something different for Our Lady. Every apparition, sometimes the preparation was three hours. And I can tell you it was so beautiful. I'll take that to my death, and I think I can speak for everybody in the community that will say the same thing. And a hundred years, a hundred thousand tears, is all worth that. And Our Lady was with us in a special way. She came on the 15th of August with thousands of angels, actually millions, Maria said, more than cosmos in the field. We sat there and wrote petitions while she appeared, and she stayed long enough for us to stand up, which I never stood up in front of Our Lady in apparition, and go put them in a, a little jar with a subboat on it. The scene through the windows and the sun setting was Mystical. We we were in heaven. It was so much beauty. We never had so much fun as that that trip with our lady on vacation with her. Because we could say a pace, we could stop the rosary, we could do intentions, and we knew when we finished our rosary and started our fathers, she would come. So her and I on the beach, her and her and the community on the beach and walking down the beach in the mornings, anticipating our whole day was surrounded by that, can't be understood. But today she said, I am with you. You can go to the beach. You can do this and, and go out in the woods or go into the mountains or go to the cross on the mountains or go into nature. But today she said, I am with you and I intercede before God for all your intentions. Anywhere you are, Anytime, at any place, she's going to be beside you, holding your hand. She's kissed Maria. Maria said she'd never wipe it off her face on her birthday. She felt like she felt this kiss go through her whole soul. And you can reach that level of prayer and that intimacy. But I, we can say in our community, physically we've done something. Maria is a testimony to that, of something that a people We'll look back on even a thousand years of the world is still here of how a people spent a whole week on the beach with the Holy Virgin Mary in the joy of God. With joy, I am with you today. I call you little children to pray, pray, pray so as to comprehend the love which I have for you. To draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God. We felt that trip from heaven to the earth to us. It feels like a hundred years, a thousand tears, a million miles of distance stretch between us. I'm only as far away as that picture frame. together we'll be like that forever think of me 
And so what's the rest of the story? You asked the question, we're evil, and then where our lady was there, and she came along. Where this was in Florida was some beautiful houses. There's probably 15 or 20, one after another, next to that state park. Hurricane Yvonne came up and blew that one house, Dunehaven, to smithereens. We knew what we found out later. We want to just go back down there and pray and work there. That Satan hated that spot. We've been back there several times, praying in the sand because there's nothing there. And still experience the presence of Our Lady, the eagle who flew to the desert. We're praying there the rosary about two years after doing Havens. They tore it down. They didn't even rebuild anything there. It's just sand right there. We're kneeling down, praying a rosary. It's up elevated a little bit on sand dunes. He went straight ahead of us, and here comes a bald eagle just above the sand, flies right to us, right at apparition time. An incredible scene. So our lady's with this. As long as you're missing me, I'll always be more than just a memory of the kiss goodbye. Our lady gives these kisses. We've lived it. We testify to it. We're al- our lives a testimony of our lady living seamlessly with us. It's something we experience all the time. And it's beautiful. My question is both of you who were there, what do you think of that? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, actually Joan and I both had to stay behind one day. Is that right? We stayed behind one day. We were not there for the apparition. That's a thousand years off of purgatory. <laughs> that we were we were not there for the apparition when Our Lady said, "Because it's your vacation, I'll come whenever you pray." So several years later, well, the hurricane came through, completely washed the road away or part of that road away, and a couple of years later, we were looking for that spot, and you, you, we were walking on the side of the road, and you, we walked through that spot. And right where you said, I think it has to be about right here, we look right across the street where the rock jetty is, and now there's no beach anymore. There's just the rock. It's just the road, the rocks, and then the water. That's it. I forgot about that. Both spots yeah, I mean, where it, they appear, it, it wiped went, out. Literally, like, the sand is completely gone. So you have the road, the rocks, and the water, and that is it. And 10 miles of beach, yeah. nothing on the other houses, nothing disappeared, just those two, the spot where we knelt down, and then eight, 10 miles down, Dunehaven. Right. So, I mean, so this whole spot was really just completely wiped off. But as, as we're walking down the road and you say, I think it has to be, we're praying to Rose, you say, I think it has to be somewhere about right here because the road, this is where the road curved. We look and there's a white cross 
right there on the rocks where probably somebody ran off the road and died there. But that cross marks the spot of this place where Our Lady appeared. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I forgot about that. We have so many stories. For me, just, you can almost sit down and cry. It was so beautiful to just really bring yourself back to that moment. Because it was something that was totally unexpected. Our Lady is, you always say, surprises, to keep a surprise is so important because surprises can bring conversion. And we were really, we had a conversion experience, all of us, of just pure joy. If I could think of what heaven is, I would would think of that time at the beach with Our Lady. The dolphins, the blue water, the white sands. The children, we are all children with Our Lady that time. Why don't we put pictures on this week on <laughs> Mitch.com? Just show some of the pictures. It's beautiful. The starfish. The starfish. Okay, we're doing too many memories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go home and we're tell her to come. <laughs> Privately, secretly. But you know, it, it is, this is what Our Lady said today. Draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God. We felt that, we felt God through her and through her presence. And so we stumble through all life doing things, wrecking relationships, and and we create memories just like this daily. But you have to ask yourself, if you're living for self, you're living selfishly, you're not living to give to, your, to, the, to the other or your spouse or your, to your children or your community, or you take things on your shoulders too much instead of stuffing off and say, hey, this is what I deserve anyway. You're missing something. Your life every day is what your memories are in the making and will turn into your history. Think about that. Every day, even though you're not up there about World War II or something like that category, your history has been made by what you do, by your memories. Whether you want it or not, in every action or every inaction, it comes back to you in desolation or consolation. Today, Our Lady calls you to comprehend consolation. She said, draw closer to God so as to feel my joy in God. You can have that if you want it. Or today, Our Lady calls you to comprehend desolation. She says, without God, you have no future hope or salvation. Today, she calls you to choose your future history and your memories when she says, therefore, leave evil and choose good. Your relationships in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, those you come across, is history. How sad it will be for those people who help your life when they're no longer with you and you're alone for them. People who live rich in a way of life do not die poor in life, but they're greatly missed in the void that they left behind. Stumbled across your picture today I could barely breathe The moment stopped me cold Grabbed me like a thief I dialed your number but you wouldn't be there I knew the whole time but it's still not fair I just wanted to hear your voice I just needed to hear your voice What do I do? Everybody take 
God has a future for you that he's painted. Something that's beautiful. To find it, to see where it is and, and have the, the ability to, to recognize it. Simply live his statutes. It's a beautiful thing that God calls us to today through the message through Our Lady. Because when you feel the joy of God, you're comforted when there, there's no future in the world today as we see it. Man is a natural complainer. He complains every time the weather rains. He, he complains all, constantly about rain. We get too much, we get too little. And he said February 1st, 1984, it is raining at this time and you say it is not reasonable to go to church in this slush. Why is it raining so much? Do not ever speak like that. You have not ceased to pray so that God may send the rain which makes the earth rich. Then do not turn against the blessing from God. Above all, thank Him through prayer and fasting. In our community, we never complain about the weather because it's the most complained thing about it. That's why it's always on the news. Every, everything goes on. People always are watching the weather, always complain about it. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too raining too much. God gave it. Why are you going to criticize Him? Because when you criticize the weather... It comes from him. You want good weather? You want things to go your favor? Yvonne said there's many catastrophes that could be avoided just by prayer groups. Calling down blessings upon your work. And you know if you call a blessing down your work and your rain down, or your picnic is, that's what God's desire was. Is is for you. What's your intentions? How will you deal with that? By experiencing joy? Some of our greatest joys is going down the rosary where they just happened this past week. I wasn't here in town. I was out for some reason. But they said nobody went with their umbrellas. There's sunshine, got out there, and then everything broke loose. Lightning bolts, rain, everything. And it was such a joy to see this happen. Because we've accepted and resigned ourselves that God painted that picture. And if it's from God... We have no right to criticize that. So what's happened in your life? How are you going to turn it into something beautiful? And that's our lady's message today, is to turn every evil toward good. Instead of looking at evil, looking at it as a good and pull it from it to make a memory of what life is to be. God 
God paints Birds sing He colors every feather On a sparrow's wing When God paints The wind blows With a stroke of love He dips his brush in a rainbow Sometimes I take for granted The simple things I can be his biggest critic When it starts to rain But there's always a bigger picture I can't explain When God paints A heart beats A life begins A season ends And lovers meet And I've learned That sometimes It's not always black and white well defined when God paints Sometimes I take for granted the simple things I can be his biggest critic when it starts to rain There's always a bigger picture I can't explain When God paints, we dance And I reach across the canvas and I take your hand And my world is so complete When I look at you, a masterpiece is all I see when God paints Sometimes I take for granted The simple things I can be his biggest critic When it starts to rain There's always a bigger picture I can't explain When God paints I always see the beauty inside the frame when God paints. God painted a love letter from him through our lady today to you worldly things are not to be used for evil but for good january 25th 2009 our lady said i desire little children for each of you to fall in love with eternal life which is your future and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. And today, she said, draw closer to God so as to fill my joy in God. That's available to you if you want it. We wish it for you. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.